0: Well, a foot injury cost Dominic Harris an entire season, but reports are now that he's healthy, he's ready to contribute, so what does he bring to the Zags, and how often is he going to play? All of that right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Don't go away. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zachs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to take you through another season of Gonzaga hoops. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. All right. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. For those of you listening on the weekend, we are continuing our player preview series discussing Gonzaga guard Dominic Harris here today. We're going to talk about his history, how he got where he is, what happened last year with the injury. Then we're going to talk about what his season might look like now that he's healthy. And then we're going to close out the show looking a little bit at his future beyond just this upcoming season in a Gonzaga uniform. All right, Dominic Harris was a top 100 prospect out of Rancho Christian High School in Marietta, California. For those of you who feel like Dom's been around forever, it's because he committed to Gonzaga a really, really long time ago. He was a very early adopter in that remarkable class of 2021. He was the first founding member. Of the tricky trio, of course, him, Jalen Suggs, Julian Strother, the three of them committed, all came together. Dominic Harris was the first of that group to commit to Gonzaga. He had a big role in both Julian Strother and Jalen Suggs committing to Spokane. Of course, Jalen Suggs coming had a big impact on Chet Holmgren coming to campus as well, so... A lot of argument out there that Dominic Harris is a very, very important piece of what Gonzaga has done already on the recruiting trail, regardless of what his performance looks like on the basketball court. Uh, In his first year at Gonzaga, he wasn't quite in the rotation. We've seen what Mark Few has done this with young guys a lot in the past, where you kind of get on a development plan and you're not necessarily expected to contribute right away even for guys who are top 60, top 70 players in their recruiting class. I mean, Julian Strather was was a top 50-ish ranked player in his class. He didn't play much as a freshman. Of course, we've seen the progression that Julian has gone to up to this point where he's now looking like a borderline first-round pick or at least NBA draft pick for next season. So that's kind of always been Mark Fuse MO. That's kind of how they get players into the system. They get guys who are willing to buy in, who are going to be program guys, who are going to be system guys. Uh, unfortunately for Dom because he, we didn't see him much that first year. He played he played 25 games, so it's not like we didn't see him at all. He played 25 games as a true freshman. He played about seven minutes per night. So he wasn't in the rotation, but he was just outside of the rotation. Seven minutes per game for like something like 80% of Gonzaga's games, that's not bad. He averaged three points. He averaged 0.7 rebounds. He shot just under 44% from two. But, and this is going to be a big part of what we talk about in the second and third segment, Dom shot 39% from deep. Very small sample size, of course. And we're talking about a lot of his minutes coming in garbage time, which is A bit more difficult to evaluate, particularly when you're looking at rate stats, like your shooting percentage. But regardless, Dominic Harris came to Gonzaga with the expectation that he would be a very good outside shooter. In the sample size that we have of him as a shooter so far, he has done that. He has been a good outside shooter. There is very little reason to believe that Dominic Harris is not going to be a very, very good three-point shooter, because what we have seen is that he is capable of doing that. But again, as a true freshman, he was on a team with Jalen Suggs, with... Joel Eiai with Aaron Cook, all three of those guys were going to play ahead of him. That was just the expectation. Dom probably would have, not probably, Dom would have been the fourth guard. He would have played more consistent minutes had Andrew Nemphard not gotten that surprise eligibility that allowed him to play during the 2020-2021 season. It's worth continuing to, to remind people that was not supposed to happen. It was not expected to happen. When Andrew Nemphard committed to Gonzaga as a transfer, The expectation is that he would sit out that 2021 season because he did not because he played right away. It, it was a huge boost for the Zags, that two-point guard lineup with Suggs and Nembhard. Nembhard ended up entering the starting lineup halfway through the year, and the Zags took off. I mean, this is the, again, the same team that didn't lose a game until the national championship. Clearly, the pieces that they had worked pretty darn well together. But one of the byproducts of Andrew Nembhard's surprise eligibility was less playing time for Aaron Cook and also significantly less playing time for Dominic Harris, who, again, only really got into games late in the second half in situations where the score often wasn't particularly competitive. The expectation is that Dom was going to step into a bigger role as a sophomore, similar to what Julian Strother did, where he had a big breakout sophomore campaign. Unfortunately for Dom, he suffered a foot injury that at the time was had a 10 to 12 week, I believe, timeline uh, for when he would come back. It was putting him around December, maybe January, for a return onto the basketball court. Unfortunately, that never ended up happening for Dom. There was some kind of rustlings in January, February-ish that Dom was starting to practice. He was starting to kind of get back into game shape, move around, put some weight on his foot, do all of that stuff. There was some rumblings that perhaps he would come back. I remember talking about this on the podcast in February and kind of... Not really thinking that the Zags and that Mark Fee would be willing to put Dom in a situation where he'd be asked to play significant minutes towards the end of a season when he hadn't gotten that opportunity up to that point. I have no idea what his, whether he was cleared, what his health status looked like at that point towards the end of the year, but I am not surprised regardless. Of what the health stuff said, I'm not surprised that they didn't opt to bring him back in. At that point, there's redshirt ramifications. My assumption is that Dominic Harris redshirted last year and has gone through the paperwork process to get that cleared. Uh, I have not heard anything indicating either direction, but redshirts are pretty cut and dry. He, (laughs) He didn't play a single minute of a single basketball game last year, so there is no reason that he should not get that year of eligibility back. So... That likely played a fairly significant factor uh, into whether Gonzaga wanted to bring him back towards the end of last year when they already had, you know, they'd already built the team unity and the cohesion with the group that they had. Not to say Dom could not have contributed on that team last year, but makes some sense for him to gain that extra year of eligibility and ha, kind of have that opportunity to play with that later in his college career. Now, at this point, the latest that we've heard on Dom is that he is cleared for full practice. He is cleared to go 100%. Uh, this The first day that he was cleared to resume full practice was the Monday after craziness in the kennel. So it was October 10th was the date that he is cleared. So it's only been about a week and a half since he has been cleared to return to full practice, he did not participate in any of the craziness in the kennel festivities. I don't know if there was more to his injury because again, we'd been hearing that he was close in February, March. I don't know if there was a setback or if he just needed some time to get his legs underneath him to get fully healthy. No reason to rush it at that point. No reason to, to put him in a position where he he might suffer any kind of setback. So makes sense to kind of let him do his thing. Let him get get recovered. Do everything that he can to be fully healthy. Now, the latest report is that he is. The latest that we've heard is as of 10 days ago, Dominic Harris fully ready to go participating in practice and ready to start the season. So now... That's kind of where we're at. What is Dominic Harris going to bring to this team as a redshirt sophomore? What is he going to do in his first season since he was a freshman and outside the lineup? What is he going to bring to this team? How much is he going to play? We're going to talk about that in the second segment. Before we get there, though, I want to tell you all about Underdog. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college basketball season. It's crazy easy to sign up and get started, and each game can be a different bet or pick em choice for your favorite Gonzaga stars. You think Drew Timmy is going to score more than 18 points against Chris Beard and the Texas Longhorns? Go to the Upside app and drop your bet. Easy money. Bet Drew Timmy and one to four other players, Gonzaga or not, and you can win cold, hard cash. Sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON and Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. So deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKEDON, one word. Get in on the Pick'em action today. Alright, segment two, still any patents, still locked on Zags. Still talking all things Dominic Harris today. I want to thank all of you who have made Locked on Zags your first listen of the day. Also want to thank all of you who have checked the show out on YouTube. We're continuing to grow on YouTube, continuing to reach towards that goal of a 1,000 subscribers. So if you're a listener, haven't done so yet, just go to YouTube.com, search Locked on Zags, find that big red subscribe button, hit it, and you will be a part of the Locked on Zags YouTube community. All right, we're going to talk best case, worst case scenarios for Dominic Harris entering his, what will be his, Second season officially, his third year at Gonzaga, but his second season. Uh, With these best case, case, worst case scenarios, I I use this caveat a lot where with best case, I'm not going to talk about best case scenarios that are unrealistic. And with worst case, I tend to not talk about injuries. However, we're going to make an exception for that rule. And we will talk at least a little bit about injuries with Dominic Harris because it has been such a prominent part of his history so far in a Gonzaga uniform. We'll stick with the best-case scenario to start it out, though. The best-case scenario for Dominic Harris is that he is immediately in Gonzaga's rotation. That is the best-case scenario for for Dominic Harris. The Zags do not play very deep rotations. This has been a staple of Mark Few's system forever. Often, by the time we get to March, the rotation is seven guys. That is typically what he goes with, sometimes eight, rarely more than eight. Nine, Nine is pretty rare. Right now, there are nine guys, including Dominic Harris, that are really strongly vying for rotation spots. Ten if you count Ben Gregg. So there are probably people on this team with the expectation of playing in the rotation who are not going to. That's just the reality of the situation. Somebody's not going to play. The best case scenario for Dominic Harris is that that's not him, that he earns that playing time. And in the best case scenario, he earns it right away. Earn's playing maybe it's over Hunter Salas maybe it's over Nolan Hickman and they go with Malachi Smith at more of the point guard maybe somebody like Efton Reed or Anton Watson gets bumped a little bit because Julian Strother plays all of his minutes at the 4 and that allows Dominic Harris to skip to sneak into the lineup or the rotation that way best case scenario for Dom specifically is that he is in that rotation against North Florida against Tennessee in the exhibition game he is right away in that rotation How he sticks in the rotation, how he continues to earn significant playing time, you know, 18, 20 minutes per game playing over somebody like Hunter Salas or over somebody like Nolan Hickman, or maybe even over the veteran guys, Malachi Smith, Rasir Bolton. Maybe he plays over those guys and plays, you know, half the basketball game. The best way for him to do that is to be a knockdown outside shooter. We know Dominic Harris came to Gonzaga with a legitimate three-point shot. We know in the small sample size we've seen of him that he can knock down those shots at a really high clip. Now, Gonzaga has a lot of shooters. Malachi Smith shot over 40% at Chattanooga last year. Rasir Bolton shot over 45% at Gonzaga last year. Julian Strother shot 39%. This is a good, good three-point shooting team. Best case scenario for Dominic Harris, he establishes himself as, if not the best, right with the best three-point shooters on this team. Beyond that, a huge hinge for Dom and probably the single most likely reason that he will earn more playing time this year is what he does on the defensive end of the floor. Right now, Hunter Salas is the presumed strongest perimeter defender in Gonzaga's backcourt. We know that Rasheer Bolton was a good defensive player last year. We know that Malachi Smith has been a good defensive player in his career, although that has come against lower level competition in the SoCon. We know that Nolan Hickman has some improvement to do in that area, but that he has a strong base, a strong foundation as a defensive player as well. But Dominic Harris, based on the quotes we've heard from Mark Few and things that we have seen in, again, a limited sample size, he could be the best perimeter defensive player on this team. In a best case scenario, that is clear. That is evident. And if Dom is a better outside shooter than Hunter Salas and an equally or comparably good defensive player, he's going to earn playing time. He's going to earn that playing time in that situation. His outside shooting allows Drew Timmy more room to operate in the paint, gives Gonzaga another weapon that has to be defended out on the perimeter, and his defense makes him a weapon on both ends of the floor and somebody who's going to play consistently night in and night out. Beyond that, the best case scenario for Dominic Harris is that his his athleticism which we heard a lot about in high school, which we saw in, again in glimpses as a true freshman, but now we haven't seen it in a long time because of the injury. Foot injuries can last a really long time. I mean, he's been hurt for well over a year at this point and only recently getting back to full contact. Best case scenario for Dominic Harris is right out of the shoots. As soon as we see him playing basketball, he does not look like somebody who's been hurt. He does not look like somebody who has been dealing with this kind of injury. He's springy, he's athletic, he's throwing down dunks, he's blocking shots, he's getting out in transition and one of the fastest, quickest guys guys on the court best case scenario is he looks exactly like that and we were thinking what foot injury we're not even remembering that he was hurt because he just looks so fluid and so athletic out there best case scenario for Dominic Harris is at the end of this year we're looking at he's going to be a true breakout superstar for this team the following season we're looking at a roster where we're Bolton's going to be gone Malachi Smith's probably going to be gone Julian Strother's probably going to be gone. And we're thinking, how are we going to fill some of these minutes? How are we going to, you know, where are we going to put guys next year? And Dominic Harris is penciled in right in the starting lineup as hey, that's a guy who's going to be a huge piece of what Gonzaga does the next season. What are the worst case scenarios for Dominic Harris? Well, again, I don't like to talk about injuries in this space, but clearly, as a player who only got cleared to full to practice fully less than a month before the season started, injuries are a factor here. They are a part of the puzzle here. I don't know his current injury status. The, the The most update that I have is what I have shared on the podcast, which is that he was cleared to return to full practice on October 10th. That is what I know. We probably won't get a lot of other injury updates throughout the season unless they are very necessary updates for us to have. That's just the nature of how college athletics tends to work. But for Dominic Harris, the injury... Lingering into the regular season is the worst case scenario. It is a a possibility. It is a realistic situation that could happen here. And it is an unfortunate one because he's already dealt with so many injury stuff. The last thing you want is for that to still be lingering as he's trying to start the next season. And then, of course, the worst case scenario for Dominic Harris is that Mark Fuse rotation just doesn't include him. Quite frankly, that is the worst case scenario for Dom is that Mark Few goes with an eight-man rotation or goes with a seven-man rotation or potentially goes with a nine-man rotation that includes Ben Gregg and Dominic Harris is not consistently on the basketball court. Again, I don't think there's a situation where Dom is like, picking up a whole bunch of DNPs. He's not playing at all. He's just like buried entirely on the bench. That would be very surprising to me if a healthy Dominic Harris was just not ever seeing the floor. But I think a a situation somewhat similar to his freshman year. Again, he played in 25 games as a freshman. So the vast majority of the time that the Gonzaga Bulldogs tipped off a game, Dominic Harris played. He played most every night that the Zags played. He just didn't play all that much. And I think that that would be the worst case scenario for Dom. I don't think there's a situation you know, injury notwithstanding where he's just not playing at all. But I do think there's a, a potential situation and a in a worst case scenario for him where he's playing five, six, seven minutes at the end of most games, and that's kind of it. Where he's not getting a lot of opportunities to get into a full rhythm. He's not challenging Hunter Salas. Rissier Bolton, Malachi Smith, Nolan Hickman. He's not challenging those guys for playing time. He is behind them on the depth chart. He is coming in later into games. And that is kind of the extent of what we see from him. Beyond that, obviously, uh, some of the other worst case scenarios we could see on the court, depending on his playing time situation. uh, I want to see him be more, I want to see his ability to score outside of just threes. We didn't get to see that much as a freshman because, again, he didn't play more than just a couple minutes at a time. I want to see how he can attack the rim, finish through contact, get to the free throw line. Is there a mid-range game there? Like any elements of his offensive game that aren't just from beyond the arc. I think that they're there. I'm quite confident that they are there. But we haven't seen them up to this point. And in a worst-case scenario, we're still looking for those. We're still trying to find what the rest of Dominic Harris's offensive profile looks like because either he's not getting enough playing time to show it or even if he is playing, we're just not getting to see it. And then, of course, for Dominic Harris, the worst-case scenario is at the end of the year, the question isn't, like, how how much of a breakout is Dom going to have next year? Like, you know, who else is going to start alongside Dom next year? The question is more like, what is his future going to look like? Is he still going to be here? Are the Zags going to find other places? You know, are, are they going to add to the transfer portal to, to beef up their guard rotation next year? Or is Dom and Dusty, like, enough? Like, we're having, there's less certainty about what Dom's role is going to look like the following season in a worst-case scenario for him this year. All right, folks. We're going to come back in the third and final segment. We're going to make more of a concrete prediction of what Dom's season is going to look like. We're also going to talk about his future in Spokane. Coming up right after this. All right, segment three. Still Andy Patton. Still locked on Zags. Still talking all things Dominic Harris as we continue our Gonzaga player preview series ahead of the 22-23 season. As I'm recording this right now, it is eight days away from the Gonzaga, Tennessee exhibition opener, less than three weeks away from the start of the college basketball season in general. Very exciting stuff. We're talking Dominic Harris today. We talked about his history, his missed season with the foot injury in the first segment. We talked about his best and worst case scenarios for this upcoming year in segment number two. Now we're taking a look at his more realistic expectations for Dominic Harris. And I, to be honest, I don't think Dominic Harris is going to begin the season in the rotation. I think that when you look at some of the quotes that were said at craziness in the kennel and kind of how the staff has been talking about him, uh, they're discussing his injury as like he still hasn't gotten his his basketball legs underneath him. He's still not full speed. Like it takes a while to get back into game shape. And I think those are all true statements. I don't think that this, this staff like blowing smoke or anything, but I think it is a way to kind of imply that, it, that Dom's maybe not going to be ready to play a full-time role right when the season starts because he's still just getting his legs underneath him and the difference between participating a little bit in non-contact portions of a basketball practice versus participating in scrimmages and full contact and going 100%. There's a big difference between those things. And Mark Few and Brian Michelson, when talking at Craziness in the Kennel, they made it pretty clear that that's what Dom is about to be cleared to do, that up to that point, he had not been doing that. My read on the situation was that a guy who isn't ready to be in full contact practice in early October is probably not going to be a guy that's going to play 15, 20 plus minutes per night when the season starts less than a month later. That is how I interpreted it. I also just think that from a pure talent perspective, from the players that are on the roster, I think the Zags are going to start the season with an eight man rotation. And I do not think that Dominic Harris is going to be one of those players. That does not mean that he will not work his way into the rotation as the season goes on. The Zags haven't—Mark Few hasn't been super willing to change his rotation in the midst of a season. That has been a criticism levied against him for, frankly, decades, (laughs) at least the last five or six years in particular, as the team has gotten deeper and deeper. In years past, the team maybe had five, six, seven very good caliber players, and the rest of the team wasn't quite up to snuff. But recently, that has not been the issue. This team has had really, really good players from 1 to 10, 1 to 12, 1 to 13 in some situations. And and Mark Few has been pretty resistant to expanding the rotation and also making alterations to it as the year went on. Often to a fault. We've discussed on this podcast the fatigue that it appeared Corey Kispert felt in the 2021 NCAA tournament, the fatigue that Andrew Nembhard and or Julian Strother may have felt uh, in the 2022 NCAA tournament. There has been some connection to that, to how often Mark View has ridden those guys in the regular season. Could that be a factor? Not really a definitive way to prove that necessarily, but it is fair to make the connection that Mark View doesn't change rotations a lot. And if you're Dominic Harris and if you don't start the season out in the rotation, whether because you are injured, whether because you just didn't make the cut, whether it's some combination of both of those things, it's going to be really hard to convincingly outplay somebody who is in the rotation to the point where Mark Few makes that change. We have seen it happen. Andrew Nempard stepped into the starting lineup in 2021 and replaced Anton Watson. The Zags shifted everything they were doing. They went from a one-point guard guard lineup to a two-point guard lineup, went smaller with Corey Kispert playing the four with Anton Watson coming off the bench. That was a fairly significant change for Mark Few to make in the middle of a season where the Zags hadn't lost a game. So to say that he never does it is incorrect. He does do it periodically, but that was a situation where the Zags were getting a, a, I mean, an NBA player in Andrew Nembhard back into the starting lineup. Like a really, really good player who deserves to be in the starting lineup, who gave the Zags an interesting look, who changed the way that their team operated. That's not to say Dominic Harris could not do this. He certainly could. Is he going to step into a starting lineup? My guess is no, but could he start the season not in a rotation spot and end the season with a fairly significant role? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very possible. It depends, obviously, on how other guys play. You know, Joel Eiai is a player who stepped into a bigger role as the season went on. This was during the 1920 season, but part of that was because Admon Gilder suffered an injury. I don't think he missed very much time. I'm not sure. I think he only missed like part of a game for Admon Gilder I could be incorrect about that but he didn't miss very much time but ultimately Joel Elias stepped into a starting lineup and then never relinquished it Gilder began for the rest of his Gonzaga career he came off the bench that could happen in a situation like this obviously we don't want to hit we don't want to hope for injuries to anybody on the team but ultimately I think it's more likely that Dom begins the season outside the rotation still playing Uh, consistently just not very many minutes per night. But as the season goes on, either because he just outperforms other guys or fatigue sets in with other guys or some combination of Mark Fugis wanting a different different setup, a different guy in the lineup to maybe move things around, change things up a little bit. I think Dom's role will increase as the year goes on. I also think it's going to be kind of a development year. And I, I suspect the staff didn't really anticipate That Dominic Harris's third year in Spokane would be a development year, but that's kind of what happens when you miss a year. You just get behind a little bit. I think this is going to be a really strong development year for Dom because the Zags have a really good group of guards already on the roster. Already have an excellent group with Bolton, with Malachi, with Hickman, with Salas, with Strother, depending on what position you consider him. That's a really good group of guards. And I don't see Dom pushing any of those guys out of the rotation. So I think it's more likely that he plays on the fringes of the rotation for the majority of the season while developing a lot behind the scenes while getting his basketball legs underneath him, while continuing to work on his outside shot, his ability to attack the rim, his defensive intensity, things that we already suspect he has and, pieces to, of his game that are already there elements that are already there but he continues to fine-tune them he continues to hone them he continues to improve his craft while busting his ass and practices and getting game experience it may not be a ton of game experience but good solid game experience I think that Dominic Harris's overall season numbers are not going to be explosive. They're not going to jump off the page and make people like really geeked out about what he's capable of doing. But people who watch him every night, who watch those minutes that he does contribute to the team, who hear about what happens in practices, those people are going to be saying, look, this guy is going to be really, really big next season when Rasir Bolton's out the door, when presumably Malachi Smith is out the door, when perhaps one of Hunter Salas or Nolan Hickman is out the door, when Julian Strother likely out the door. Like, the Zags are going to have a lot of turnover after this season, it seems. We we don't know for sure. The COVID COVID rules have kind of changed things where you get guys back a little bit longer than you might have expected. But the expectation is that Gonzaga's roster is going to look a lot different heading into the 23-24 season. My hope and my belief is that one of the players that will be penciled into a big role for that team is Dominic Harris. Because of what we see from him this year, because he is a fiercely loyal player, he committed to this program a half decade ago, he brought... Two of the most impactful players in program history, in Jalen Suggs and Julian Strother to this program. He had a a role in bringing Chet Holmgren into this program. He is a Zag through and through. I believe concretely that even if this year doesn't go quite according to his plan, or just he doesn't get to play as much as he would have thought. Certainly by the time he's you know in his third season, you're you, you're not typically still waiting for a player's breakout. But this has happened before. It took Rui Hachimura multiple years to break out. It took. Joe multiple years to break out this isn't uncommon and because of it when you miss an entire year with an injury certainly it's expected that your development period is going to take a hit but for Dominic Harris this may be just the next step in what ultimately becomes a really really strong breakout season in 2023 all right that is going to do it for me today and for this week We got more player previews lined up next week. We got Mailbag Monday. Of course, we're going to talk some recruits, all right here on the Locked On Zags podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. It is also available on YouTube. Go check it out there and hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. Finally, thank you again to those of you who have made Locked On Zags your first listen of the day. If you're itching to get back into college hoops and want to hear about some of the other top-tier teams around the NCAA, check out Locked On's newest college show, Locked On Cougs, all about the Houston Cougars. Friend of the show and former podcast guest, Parker Ainsworth is in his first couple weeks as the host of Locked On Cougs. It's a great way for fans of college basketball to learn more about Marcus Sasser and Kelvin Sampson's outstanding incoming recruiting class. All right, thank you all for listening and go Zags.